Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever, whenever you're listening to this. My name is Spencer O'Leary and welcome back to another episode of the Thinking Out Loud Sports Podcast. A sports podcast that dives into all the biggest sporting stories all across the world. And this one, well, football has come home. England have defeated eight times European champions Germany 2-1 to win the 2022 Women's European Championships in front of a home crowd at Wembley Stadium, a sellout crowd in front of in front of a record 87,000 people how incredible is that a f- sold out Wembley the most the highest attendance for any European champions match ever whether it be uh, men's or w- within the women's game as well a truly incredible day for women's football especially within England uh, and the United Kingdom it's going to do so much for the sport it's going to do so much for women as well um, in comparison to the men's game They've, they've been on the rise for the last few years and this will just skyrocket the trajectory that the women's game is really coming along at. Uh, well, where do we start? The women's Euros has been a major success, especially within uh, the English game. As I just said, England hosted the women's uh, European Championships with games held in Milton Keynes, Sheffield, Wembley, Brighton, all, all, across, um, all across England and... As I said, it's been a huge, huge success. We've seen some great football being played throughout. Um, Fast-flowing games, lots of goals scored, and lots of girls making names for themselves. Um, and they will take that into their new domestic season um, around the world and hopefully uh, continue to grow the women's game. As I said, it was the biggest crowd at uh, either men's, at a men's or uh, women's European tournament which in itself is a massive, massive achievement. Nearly 90,000 people in a sold-out Wembley Stadium. You can't get much better than that. The atmosphere sounded electric, sounded amazing. Must have been a brilliant, brilliant uh, day out for anybody who went. Um, the day, the final itself, couldn't really have got any better for England. It started off um, well for England, but uh, a nightmare start for Germany. Um, as in the warm-up, their main striker and top goal scorer. Uh, Pop was injured during the warm-up. So immediately Germany were at a disadvantage. They had to make a few changes um, towards the uh, latter stages of the warm-up and just before kickoff, which ultimately will disrupt the team for sure, especially with such a big uh, part of their team in Pop. Um, joint top goalscorer um, with England's Beth Mead at the time uh, being injured. The game itself, um, as most finals, as you could expect from most finals, was a little bit um, touchy to start off with. Both sides were clearly nervous, um, and rightly so. Um, they're at a European Championships final. You, you can understand why. And and both teams sort of cancelled each other out, uh, especially throughout the first half. Um, it was a few chances for either side. Um, Germany had a couple of chances through McGull, and um, England had a few sort of half chances through Ellen White, and Lucy Bronze having a header that was uh, uh, saved by the goalkeeper. Second half came around, um, and this is where game changers uh, need to come into the game. Squad depth is absolutely crucial at the professional uh, level, and that showed. That showed it was England's squad depth which ultimately won the game uh, and the European Championships for them. Um, Ella Toon came off the bench, Ale- uh, Alessia Russo came off the bench, Alessia Russo obviously 
has been a huge revelation for England throughout the tournament. Come off the bench in every single game, and has been an it had made has made an impact, I should say, in every single game, including scoring uh, a beautiful backheeled goal through the legs of the Swedish keeper in the semi-finals, and uh, it, that that goal went viral all around uh, Europe and in England especially. And she has she has been named a hero for that, and rightly so as well. It was an absolutely beautiful goal, um, without looking with her back to goal, back heels it, and it goes through the keeper's legs and into the back of the net. That made it four 0 in the semi-finals and really consolidated England's place at Wembley Stadium for the final. So Elatun, Alessia Russo were all brought on just after the break to try and break down that German defence, and did they ever? It was Elatun who latched onto a through ball from, I believe it was, Kira Walsh in midfield and got in behind the German defence and with a bouncing ball from outside the box was able to lift the ball over the German keeper and into the net and that gave England a 1-0 um, a lead and you could tell there was nearly 90,000 people in the stadium at that point because the cheers and the, the shouts and the cries and the screams were, were absolutely absolutely incredible um as you can see on the tv you know the cameras the camera's shaking they can't keep they can't keep the cameras still because everybody's jumping up and down around them and screaming and the noise is just something else and uh england had the lead and at that point everyone could sort of taste victory everyone could sniff victory you know england hadn't lost a game in in the tournament they've done the grand slam and uh when they've gone ahead, they don't. They haven't looked like they're going to concede, and they haven't looked like they're going to be pegged back and lose. And uh, you know, at that point, everyone's you know, well, of the English uh, English point of view, could have uh, started to believe that they are going to win, and they are. It you know, football's coming home. It's their time. These thoughts and dreams were shattered. Uh, <laughs> a matter of sort of uh, just under ten minutes after, when a, a lovely German goal came about. Um. Yeah, a lovely, lovely goal. A little nice interplay down the right-hand side. A few one-twos and a low cross to the near post to find McGull, who had been Germany's danger woman um, throughout throughout the game. And uh, she uh, managed to sneak in at the front post and uh, produce a beautiful finish, actually, into the roof of the net um, to make things 1-1. And at that point, Germany then looked on top and... It was now Germany who looked, who looked like they could uh, go on and win the game. They had a few chances afterwards. They had a goal line scramble cleared away by Captain Leah Williamson. And uh, <laughs> for a second, you, you could fit, you could see Germany actually winning the game and it, it all going wrong for um, England's women. And well, well, what could have happened if England had lost that game, you know? It, would, would England be praised as much as they have been now? They'd still be praised 100%, but... I don't know. It, it, the, the face of women's football and women's football for the next few years might might be significantly different. Different if Germany had managed to find the net again within their sort of ten minute dominant spell towards the end of the game. Uh, Chloe Kelly was then off, uh, brought off the bench. Hero Chloe Kelly was brought off the bench um, in the second half, just before Germany scored actually. And uh, <laughs> her time would come, all right. Her time would definitely come. Um, she was brought on for uh, player of the tournament Beth Mead, who had to had to be uh, taken off with a with a slight injury, which is a shame for her because she had been absolutely amazing for absolutely absolutely electric down that right wing. And uh, 
it was a, it was a real shame to see her end with a sort of uh, with an injury about 25 minutes before the end of the game. Um, she was given a uh, an incredible um, applause and standing ovation as she left the pitch for Chloe Kelly, who who would turn out to be another hero for England uh, later on in the game. Beth Meader then did get player of the tournament um, after the game had finished and they did a, an award ceremony for the Golden Boot winner and player of the tournament, uh, which Beth Mead did pick up. Uh, after uh, after Germany's dominance came full-time, they couldn't find the back of the net uh, before the 90 minutes had uh, been used up and it had to go to extra time. The game went to extra time and, well, we've, we've all been here before with the men's game. You know, England take the lead as they did in the men's game in uh, 2021. They were pegged back by Italy. It went to extra time, all the way through to dreaded penalties, the penalty shootout. And it was Italy who came away as European champions that night at Wembley, at a sold out Wembley. And, uh, you know, flashbacks started to appear for some fans for sure. And uh, <laughs> it could have it happened again. And that's what uh, some fans were fearing. Extra time was played out. And uh, luckily, there was another goal in the game, and there was only one more goal in the game, and it fell the way of England. Chloe Kelly, as I said, came off the bench and poked home the winner from a set-piece corner. Um, the header, a header was on, uh, went in on goal. Keeper saved it. It turned out to be a little, uh, little scramble, uh, sort of two yards away from goal, and Chloe Kelly reacted first to poke the ball home, rolling into the back of the net. And uh, <laughs> she emulated her, uh, as a QPR fan, she emulated Bob Bobby Samora's uh, taking off the shirt, uh, taking off her shirt and running around, uh, throwing it in the air, which was absolutely iconic and uh, fair play to her as well. She did get booked for her antics, as expected. Um, however, uh, she and the rest of the England fans all enjoyed that moment, you know. Not only just in the stadium, but with the you know with the hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people watching at home, everybody in the pubs across England all watching, all jumping up and down, everybody in the fan parks and Sheffield and Trafalgar Square, you know, all having a great time as as they knew they only had to hold on sort of ten more minutes before they would be officially crowned European champions. Um, a truly brilliant, brilliant moment um, for women's football, especially in England. England were able to hold on to the win and it's now the only time that Germany have ever lost a European uh, Championships final. They've won the competition eight times, um, clearly the eight times that they've been in a European Championships final. Uh, this is the As I said, this is the first time that they have ever lost a Euros final and it's to England and it just demonstrates the importance um, of squad depth. You know, England's substitutes... They changed the game. They've ultimately won year, women, the Women's Euros for England. Um, with both Ella Toon, both goal scorers, Ella Toon and uh, Chloe Kelly coming off the bench to win the game. You know, where, where, does, where, where does women's football go from here? Well, this is a, a massive, massive, massive achievement for England uh, and will only boost the women's game. Um, they've been, the women's football has been on the rise, spectators-wise, <coughs> for the last few the last, you know, sort of three to five years, especially, um, you know, most WSL Women's Super League games are now on free-to-air TV, um, especially if you have a Sky subscription. Um, you get the you get the games for free. They are all televised across the BBC as well. 
Um, so that, that will only stay and improve. Um, ticket sales for domestic games, for league games, has skyrocketed ever since um, England won. And alongside that, um, England's friendly with the USA has uh, sold out um, the whole of Wembley Stadium once again. So <laughs> nearly 90,000 tickets. Um, again, within 24 hours sold for this friendly with the USA uh, for the England Women's Series. So, you know, congratulations to them. Fair play to them. Um, and, you know, the captain Williamson was able to Lift the trophy with Serena Wiegmann, the, the England head coach, who deserves a whole load of praise and credit for what she's been able to achieve uh, with the England squad. The, the England squad have now gone 20 games without being beaten. Um, and it's truly an incredible achievement. And long may it continue. Um, hopefully this is just the start of <laughs> um, England's dominance um, within women's football. We've obviously got a World Cup coming up. And now... England have to be, you know, up there with one of the favourites to win the World Cup. And imagine what that would achieve if England to win both the European Championships and the World Cup. That would be something special. It really would be. Um, already after the uh, after the the final and after the celebrations have died down, <coughs> excuse me, a couple of days later, um, some of the some of the players, Lucy Bronze, for example, has come out and said. Um, more needs to be done to get you know school girls um, into women's football within the school environment, which is which can only be agreed on really. Um, it's able to give um, a lot more money into women's sport. It's able to give uh, a lot more opportunities for new young hungry girls to come up and be the future of the women's game. So it's it's only just it's there was nothing negative about the day for women's football. Women's football was really the winner of the European Championships this year. And and long may it continue really. It's 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 a it's an excellent thing and it's only, you know, skyrocketing up now. And long may it continue. That's it for this for this episode of the podcast. Uh if you haven't listened to all the others before, uh go and check them out. Uh it would be greatly appreciated. Uh thank you very much for listening and until the next one, goodbye. <laughs>